All right, guys, welcome to the second podcast, the companion Woo. podcast for Insurrection. Um, this is for the episode Surveying the Wreckage, which was season one, episode two. We have gotten by the death of Trump. Well, we haven't really gotten by it, but I mean, at least we're we're by it episode-wise. Will is with me, Carrie is with me, Lauren is with me, and Hello. we're going. It's right. Todd's birthday. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! Happy birthday. It's a national holiday. I feel no, I honored that you're spending this day with us. I think we should sing. Well, my daughters didn't want to spend the day with me, so. Oh, shut <laughs> up. That's There's no place he'd rather be. This is the only place I could see Laura. Ridiculous. <laughs> <No. laughs> Are you going to sing him happy birthday, Laura? No, we don't need to sing. Uh, Lauren, the guitar. Play the guitar. <laughs> no, get the guitar. I don't know how to play happy birthday on the guitar. Oh, okay. You know yeah. what is what is cool is Lauren has a song out. She dropped it on Spotify. Hold on though. Because How cool is that? They dropped, oh, you've got more right. than that though. You've got three now, don't you? I've got three, but one of them is not supposed to be out. They dropped the wrong version. Oops. And I'm hoping it'll be gone by tomorrow and the right version will be up. It'll be um, corrected tomorrow. That's what's the what's, name of that one? Yes. Uh singing along. And that one is about Grandpa my dad, Chuck. Grandpa Chuck. He he actually oh. died on March sixth, which is tomorrow. Oh, that's oh my when goodness! I was, so that's when I was supposed to release it. And it's a really oh. good song. Really, I'm anxious song. to hear it. Me too. Yeah. That's not on the what are that the music chair thing you're on? No, it's not on SoundCloud. I think she's moving to Spotify now, right? Okay. okay. Yeah. Along with the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> oh, looking Keeping forward it to hear the family. Wait, <laughs> when is this coming out? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, yes. then that's cool. So it'll everything will be set. You'll be everybody. To, you can find it at Lauren Allen. Lauren with a Y. Lauren Allen. L a u r y n a l l e n. There you go. And it's uh, she's got seventeen out. Uh, anymore singing along and anymore, but all good songs. The 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 singing along song makes me cry. I can't hardly Aww. listen to it. It's very, it's very affecting. It's an affecting that makes me scene. So happy. <laughs> You had a personal connection with it, huh? Lauren loves making people cry. It's my favorite thing. She (laughs) sends me a video yesterday, and it's just like, man, this song is sad. And it was was me. It was my song. Yeah, it was kind of song, or it's kind of (laughs) sad. Anyway, so what did everybody think of this week's episode? Any uh, opinions? What do you think? Shattering. Earth shattering. I mean, we we had the the thing with Trump last time. His, His plane was taken down, and everybody's heart broke because we lost our champion to be the honest great white hope you had your work cut out for you to piece it all together after that big traumatic scene there of the trump demise the whole family um and piecing it all together weaving it all together and i think you got it back on the rails so to speak mm-hmm. not that it was ever off the reels but you it kind of brought it together much. and gave a lot of explanation about what's going on so yeah th- it was calmer i mean trump died but it was and it seemed like more of a um gra- i don't know i keep wanting to say grassroots but more of a explanation of where things are at that time and then where yeah. things go back before politically so it, have- it lays the groundwork for everything to come i think I have a hard time. I like space out without knowing I'm spacing out while listening to it. So I'm like, 
not totally sure what the Eli guy was doing because that came in at like the very end, didn't it? Yeah, it's like the most important part. Yeah, I'm not totally <laughs> no understanding deal. No that. Big deal. Last eight <laughs> minutes are the most important part. They like set <laughs> the foundation for the entire story. <laughs> What'd you think, Carrie? Uh, I will. I love your your uh, comment about that because I know what you mean by I think I know what you mean by the grassroots thing. It's yeah. like this this giant event happens and it affects you know this this umbrella this swath of people the whole country if not the world but then todd brings it down very naturally to these individual people and you see you connect with how they're feeling the um the mom who you know gotten into research and things like that uh megan is it megan mm-hmm. megan yeah megan steiner Megan Steiner. I um is that what you mean? Like all of a sudden That's exactly what I meant, but you're better at explaining to, it. He brings it down to like this one person and you're like, yes, I can feel like how these people like she represents, he chose someone to represent how people are feeling. Your average everyday person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how you also describe people going to work, going to work just kind of in a daze over this, just shocked. I think, yeah, I can't remember the word you used. I meant to. Yeah. Shell shock, so took I a, think, shell probably shock. was the word. Because I think that's what the whole world would be. Yeah. Certainly sort of like, all of the United States. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the aftermath of 9-11, maybe. I mean, I wasn't alive, but if, you weren't? that's how I imagine it. I wow. think it would be I think she it would wasn't. be as big or bigger than 9-11. I, I, what I mean is mm-hmm. the impact of that kind of uh, right. thing it would be. I understand mm-hmm. it's different. It's not exactly it totally the same. I know what you're saying. Earth shattering. You took yeah. this big cataclysmic. Mm-hmm worldwide event and you took it down to and then you started talking about your basic average person and brought it down to personal level mm-hmm. that's what i was trying to say kind of no i exactly I, no that's what i think you said and i agree with that a hundred percent it was uh, so you guys like that you like the the megan steiner and the moms group lauren knows mm-hmm. where that comes from certainly yeah. that found some its roots and some reality up here some things i wondered even a couple of the saw. names might have sounded familiar. One started with <laughs> yeah. a... Possibly. Yeah. There's I well, too. You know? If you want to look, if if, okay. our, if our audience wants to look into something, we're not going to get into it a ton. If you go to the Todd Allen Show, I talk about Ottawa Impact more, but uh, I live in Ottawa County, and Ottawa Impact was a group of mostly moms. There was the odd dude, I think, sprinkled in there. Just but, as you said. He um, was an odd dude. <laughs> but... <laughs> But man, I, I tell you what, you should, it's become national news. Steve Bannon's talked about it on his podcast. You should look up Ottawa Impact because it's a great story. I mean, they they basically just took over an entire county. They've made a Our difference entire county from a grassroots. Yeah. That's what we need is grassroots stuff. You can't go on the big scale. You got to start. At and the really, level. that's the real, that's an insurrection. I mean, that's a real insurrection. It's, it's not like killing people. It's not violent. It's not fun. Like. Mm-hmm. My story is, it's how you get but, it's a, but it's a real insurrection. But you it's real I mean? people without, uh, without public authority taking charge. Yeah. yeah. Taking charge. And using something the similar was happening using the system. Yeah. Legally and um, reaching out to people who feel the same way to say, you're not alone. Hey, together we can, we can do this. There's something so similar happening here. And Todd, I know you and I have talked about it. There's a small group that started here. Um, we used to meet, they called them Liberty chats and this cool guy. Yeah, it was great. Liberty chats. And we'd meet up and he would go over, like go through the bill of rights. And we talk about what each, you know, each passage meant and um, how how it was being challenged. 
Oh, yes, completely. That's cool. Uh, it was great. And then now, now it has, the goal was, and now it has actually happened. It is officially a chapter here in Jacksonville for a group. Uh, oh, yeah, you talked about, I can talk about the group, right? Yeah. It's a group called CCDF. I can't imagine anybody who wouldn't want to be associated with insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's called a, a County Citizens Defending Freedom. And oh, it started cool. in started in Polk County in Florida, and it's spreading a little bit. But it's really all it is. It's very similar to what you described and similar to what happens in the story is it's regular people getting together and saying, we don't like how our liberties are being dismissed or disregarded by everyone in power right now. So let's educate ourselves. Let's remind everyone that our elected officials work for us and here's our responsibility. And they're going to school board meetings and, and things like that, just like up there. Well, Laura goes to school board meetings. I mean, I, I, I think I've gone to one of my whole life and <laughs> my daughter's going and she's all involved. And I think that's cool. It's, it, it certainly has prompted as bad as did, did you think I was fair for the most part in in my descriptions of uh of COVID and everything that went on trying to give a, a basis to this group and all these groups out there I think yeah. it's fair I thought so I liked that um what I was surprised what I really enjoyed the most was your descriptions of um basement Joe and Kamala and stuff I <laughs> I honestly thought I wouldn't what would like to steer clear of that, you know, the hard political stuff, but man, spot on. I mean, the babbling and not being able <laughs> to control the string by the puppet, because really mm -hmm. they, and this is fiction, mm -hmm. but when it has, when it seems like it's reality, sometimes it's kind of scary because you're saying things that are funny and humorous, but also in our world, they're, yeah. Kind of true. So I like I like the descriptions of him and um how she made her way to the top the old fashioned way. I enjoyed that line. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe you. I couldn't believe you said that. You know that's but true. It was very subtle, but it got no, the point I mean across. it's not this is oh. this is not a secret. It's like open, like she was Willie Brown's girl. Side chick. She was a side chick. Yeah, I mean he, he was her functions and things. It wasn't it, it, we're not talking about something that was hidden. It wasn't like everybody knew that. i mean she was and he bankrolled her campaign for yeah uh, really so, yeah yeah no it, that that about kamala harris is absolutely that's yeah. just his she was the most successful side chick that i can recall <laughs> well and was it obvious to everyone I, I i think i think at the time i thought i was being so politically insightful but it, it seemed obvious right from the start that the plan was Get Joe in on his, you know, association with Obama and then have Kamala waiting in the wings. Joe's going to be declared, you know, not unfit, but probably his health health issues. We need to move him, you know, phase him out, bring Kamala in. But then, and she just, I think, was lower than anyone's expectations. And they're like, uh, crap, now we're stuck with this guy. <laughs> We're, so we're talking about reality now, correct? Reality now. Yes, I'm sorry. This is not I thought in the book. This the same thing. Reality. I thought uh, he's made it longer than I anticipated he would when he first got in. I thought oh, they yeah. were looking to get him replaced with a female minority. And that was like their whole by the goal. end of the year, right? Not, Didn't you think yeah. by the end of the year? Um, Last, I thought he got two year. years the would be lucky. The first year. Oh, okay. I thought mm -hmm. two years would be lucky. But I don't think they anticipated how much of a train wreck she is. Train and, wreck. 
She's just, nobody likes her. She's not likable at all. Anytime she speaks, it's like she's talking to kindergartners. Yeah. Honestly. Like even yes. even the liberals will admit, like, there's she's annoying. She yeah. puts together, like, words, buzzwords. Salads. But they don't really, they don't seem to have a lot of meaning together. Right. She says words that don't say anything, like key phrases. Yeah. And you say them, and well, that's they mean they nothing. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. But she's not good at it. That's the difference. Yeah. I love the people who have the time and the inclination to piece together compilations of her repetitive yeah. phrases and things. Oh, that I, I mean, I'm amused by them because otherwise I would cry every day, but I'm just, I just choose to be amused, <laughs> amused by them. But the last one, what was the, oh, what was the one that just came out? She was talking, oh, she's talking about the Venn diagrams. Everyone's oh, yeah. oh I Venn love diagrams. that. And uh, someone yeah. made a, someone made a compilation of her mentioning how much she loves Venn diagrams. I mean, I mean, she's like giddy about it. Like she's talking mm-hmm. about, you know, the circus. She's trying to be relatable, yeah. which somehow is Venn diagrams. No, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So you had the job of you got rid of Trump already mm-hmm. and his whole family. And then you had to find a way to get rid of Biden and Harris because they're it's better to do fiction without real people in there. Obviously, yeah, I, I think. yeah, I, I think so. Too. So you and found so, a way to get rid of them, and I think it worked. Well, we got rid of Kamala. Joe's still around for a little bit. That doddering old dark-eyed fool. Oh well, yeah, I guess. No, I guess we did get rid of him because at the the chicks in there now. Well, she's the vice president. She the, in there, Cortez. With, well, yeah. what they decided to do. This is where is the it was the government dealing with the aftermath of suddenly a month before an election not having any opposing candidate because we lost both. <laughs> Trump and Don Jr. A qualified candidate. And so what'd you think of how how we how they how we dealt with it? I mean, it seemed to me like it was maybe quasi close to what might go on. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought it was pretty realistic. I can see him doing that. You mean making the decision like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna suspend, we're gonna postpone. We're going to postpone all that. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Making big decisions as though it's it's a favor to us. Well, I mean, to some extent, they had to be made. I, I, you know, you you they were presented with this this situation where you yeah. can't. It's a situation they had to figure out a way out of it because it's unprecedented. Yeah. And it was. I, I, I thought think. it was interesting how they. I, I thought it was weird that they would have the vice president step up for that extra year. I didn't, I didn't quite understand where that came from. Well, I think that was kind of explained because Joe couldn't handle it. They, they couldn't control him. So that's what they wanted to do. They no, couldn't... but I mean how they would make that explain that to the public. Well, the way they got it through was when they said that the um, legislature or whoever it was would work hand in hand with no sweeping bills passed or oh, executive right. orders Right. that pacified everybody. So they've agreed to it because it's supposed to be uh, Republican run, right? House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I didn't. I, I I wrote this before the actual midterms occurred, mm-hmm. and I was okay because I was more optimistic <laughs> on the midterms than uh, than than reality was. And, As was I. And you know, I talked to Will about it actually, and I I was gonna revise it. Will's like, it's fiction, leave it. And I th- I thought that's cool. We're good. Yeah, it doesn't so, have to be factually accurate right. for history because it's your it's whatever happens in Todd's world. Right. And we're rapidly right. we're rapidly moving out of of mm-hmm. anything that resembles uh now reality. anyway in reality anyway. It's um, th- this will be kind of the last 
I, I would say the last chapter where we're kind of setting up and then the story pretty much is off on its own and, and there isn't any, uh, it, it, it just doesn't matter. I mean, I, I'm sure there'll be references, of course, to Trump's legacy and, and things that have happened and whatever, but for the most part, the story we're, we're winding up, you know, and away we go. I'm having trouble remembering, um, the guy's name that's in charge of this government agency that Reagan set up this is it Eli. It's Eli. Eli. Elijah you Crane. Know, Eli Crane. Crane. That's right. Eli Crane. You know who I pictured um, when you introduced him as a character and what he was doing and everything? I pictured the guy from Homeland, um, Saul Berenson. Yeah. That or, would be, or was it Berenson? Saul. Yeah, it was Saul Berenson, I think, was the character. That's name. who I pictured when you're describing him, that type of person that's kind of higher up and yeah, that type of thing. He probably would be kind of like that, although I picture him being a little bit more uh, military. Power. Yeah, well, just a little more, you know, Saul Berenson is CIA and, and, and then it, and it's good. I love Homeland. I just started watching it again. I yeah, started. I like how, it. how old is home? I haven't seen it. How old is home? It's a Showtime old. show. I don't know. For seven, eight years, probably. Okay. Yeah. Well, longer was than what, that. It, well, five seasons at least, right? I think there was eight seasons at least. Oh, wow. And I think it, it's been off. It's been done for six years, years seven years yeah. i don't know yeah so maybe started 10 it's got years uh claire danes in it she plays the lead role oh i like her yeah as carrie she's the she's, she's crazy yeah she's oh. bipolar it's crazy don't they do such, crazy oh. they do such a good job with her character it's the the right it's it's unbelievable i really i, I love the writing but anyway but, but i think that's a good call on, on the kind of person that we're that we're dealing with somebody who has a lot of of authority they they i mean we haven't we haven't seen a lot of it yet we're just getting a glimpse he moves around in the upper echelons of military and politics and government and kind of moves around and does things and is paying attention to things trying to be several moves ahead of what's going on that's what i picture in my mind yeah and we don't have a lot of details yet about that as this first season rolls on we'll we'll get a lot uh, more into this kind of paramilitary organization and and what they're set up and what they're going to do but you you clearly get the sense from the end of this episode that the insurrection has been it's it's starting right mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, can yes, i pose the final a stand yes oh. operation pose, last stand there you go i want to pose a question to the group how likely do you think it is that something like this could exist you know the secret paramilitary organization Mm-hmm. Enough people involved, you know, who've kept it under wraps until necessary. What do you think? I don't think it's very likely. I want to say highly unlikely because it would be difficult to hide the financial mm. and the physical location. Like these people are employed by this place. And how would they explain that away? I but, think the financial would be the easiest thing in the world with the freaking <laughs> mess that the DOJ yeah. budget. I mean, they don't know where any of their money goes. With the defense spending, they just throw billions of dollars at things. But I also think how there is this, it might be this group trying to push the big reset that's like international. Yeah. And I think if they can kind of, if they can pull that off, why not? But initially I was like thinking, wow, this is really quite fictional and out there but then the more i think about it i think you never know i can't like imagine how it would have survived this far like i i think that there are too many too many people that would want to take it down and and dismantle it that i don't think it would make it well we haven't gotten into a lot of specifics on it yet Mm -hmm. but 
if hardly Unless anybody they don't know about it I hardly mean, anybody knows secret. about it you'd have to keep it tight mm-hmm. you know and yeah. i mean the, the entire i think that the entire QAnon thing is kind of based around some loose idea of this i don't i don't think <laughs> that they maybe don't necessarily think there's a separate group i don't exactly know but they think that like trump is still in control of the military everybody he put in is still there and the military is just waiting and they're getting right you know what i'm talking about the brandon mm-hmm. stuff they kind of do the podcast. they do kind of have that idea that there's a big force out there going to save us from everything and they're just yeah chess moves ahead of everybody else but it, it would have happened a long time ago <laughs> mm-hmm. that's here, what here. i think everyone's I like love- just wait just wait I love the well, idea. Although I, I say that I love the idea. I think the farther that we get into this story, perhaps the less I might like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I know I it's think, a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah. I think we're going to find that out. Oh, good. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, Will, did you, uh, obviously at the beginning where the, we, we open with that group in a bunker. And, and at that point, I think we find out for sure the deep state has taken out Trump. Yeah, I kind of automatically assumed that that was the case. I mean, yeah, the fact that it was a military helicopter made me think, okay, this is a deep state thing. And I get that. I also liked some of the characters you introduced, the like the satellite guy when he picked it out the vehicle and saw her and everything. And I liked the way you described um, the guy over in the corner that was so callous and cold and just said, girls disappear all the time. And with the way you said he went right back to his whatever, like it didn't bother him to say that at all, mm-hmm. which that I don't think is that far-fetched. I don't, I don't think our government cares one I don't bit. think that's far-fetched. So they're politically bit. motive if a few people are run over in the process or a few hundred or thousand, whatever. Yeah. Right. I, I think they proved that with COVID. I think we got people dropping every day, and I don't think the government gives a damn about them at all. I like that description and that was he the NSA guy that he didn't know who he was or yeah. that was a different guy. I think it was the I can't remember. Oh, you're right. The NSA guy said that. And then there was another guy that said, Well, what do you want us to do about this? How yeah. do we handle it? Mm-hmm. Now, well, one thing I was gonna ask you is how uh, when you're looking at this scenario, because you know, you would have maybe more experience than some of us at that, just a little more insight. When you look at this, do you think what these guys probably think, which is Oh, this chick's going to be easy to get a hold of. I mean, is that because uh, cool. with the vast resources of the federal government, you can get anybody, right? For and I believe part. that was kind of hinted at when they said probably just some local taking a shortcut on the way home, like no big yeah. deal. We'll figure it out. We'll handle the situation. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe it'll be a short-lived uh... <laughs> character. Yeah, I don't right? know. But that's the kind of the way it came off, like just a local taking a shortcut on the way home, and we'll dig into it with all our powers of the yeah, it shouldn't be hard to find one 25-year-old chick. Yeah, you think um, within a few days she's located and handled and they're moving on to the next issue that they got to handle. Yeah, I don't think they're that worried It's on, on the front end. And that's what it, really exactly knew, what it sounds like. They're not even going to worry about it. They talk about it for a couple seconds and they, they move on. It's, yeah. it, it's kind of checked off already in their minds. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. And I don't think people really realize the far-reaching abilities of the federal government it's amazing what they can look up mm-hmm. on the I internet that's true. search engines anything they they see it all well and, the, and now there's cameras I, I i probably have no idea how many cameras there are out there in the world that are just recording cars recording everything satellites galore but the good thing is they're, they're out in the middle of nowhere 
That's true. So there's not many if, satellites. Your only option out in that back wherever they are, Alabama. Right. But they have enough. Do they? They probably have enough to go on, right? Yeah. From... I mean, they would be able to if they found her name and vehicle. They'd be able to find her phone. They'd access all her phone records. They'd know every call she made, every text she made, how long wow. they were. It would be how fast? How quickly. fast could they get up on that phone? I was wondering that. It, well, if, if we're talking, some... well, we're talking NSA. As well, soon as NSA, number, FBI, whatever. Some on the well, like the FBI can do investigative subpoenas, and they can get those done in a day. But okay. NSA, if they find the phone number, they punch it into their system. Well, they don't. They don't the worry about warrants and things. Probably the NSA with uh, like Homeland Security and all that stuff. They would. They could just justify it and look it all up right then. They wouldn't be hard at all. Yeah, they wouldn't need a warrant if they were going to handle it themselves. <laughs> Correct, and they wouldn't get one either. No, I don't think they would. Well, they wouldn't want any. They they wanted as few people involved as possible. Right. I would assume they would still get everything they wanted and really quickly. It's amazing. Yeah, I I kind of figured that, and I and that was kind of how I wrote it because I thought these guys they aren't worried about anything. No, they're not. They've got they, their hackers that are next level that can look up anything they want. They have no conscience about anything. I don't think it doesn't. Uh, doesn't Never let a few personal liberties or laws stand in your way of getting done what you need to do. Yeah, and, and you know they may even. Uh, my guess would be they probably believe that they are saving the country from trump oh like the and they probably think they're completely the justifies the means yeah, yeah they probably mean? think that they're that they're saving the country mm -hmm. from mega terrorists you know? which is why they did that in the first place but you yeah know, they probably just wanted to maintain control and keep the money flowing well that too so we had that we we had the the okay. beginning we had, we had the, the mom's group yeah the mom's group which uh you like that i'm glad i'm glad that worked i was i was I was always a little worried about that section, to be honest. It with. was quite a long section to describe it, but I, I liked it because it it just showed your average people how they care and what they're willing to do for it and invest their lives and time into fixing things. Well, yeah. And how would it how would it how would this kind of thing impact somebody who has spent two years or whatever, three years, four years invested in 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 all of this. And 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 that that's what I think you have to do is is in order to in order to see the effects is you just you find a character and then you 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 explore you explore what it means to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you do you do it with Megan. And it's clear that e even though you went into this detail and used her as an example, it's clear that there's more from coming from her. Well I think there's more. You said something about her at the end that her fight is far from over. Yeah. It's that just that little teaser, like, okay, we're gonna hear more about her or someone like her later. And I think maybe that just meant it did say her, but I think that just meant the fight of the average American person yeah. is gonna she be invested in this and they're not giving up. Yep. She represents everybody like exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, it's yeah. both of those things because mm -hmm. there's there's a if you're an author, there's an old uh thing that they talk about and this would be Adage. a writer a writer of of any kind whether you write movies or whatever but if you cock the gun or if you pick up the gun in a scene at mm -hmm. some point that gun needs to be fired oh right i love that you don't want you don't want to just leave all these things out there right the old adage right you've said it you've set these things up and so at some point them. in the story you have to use them and have to be right away but you know you gotta and in, in, in a story this big, you got to kind of keep an eye on things. And 
and make sure for me as the writer, I got to, I'm actually probably I have to do like a character chart. I, I, I just got to make you sure I have a storyboard somewhere in your, someone your writing area, Todd, where you're keeping track of cocked guns all over the story. Well, I have a storyboard <laughs> in, uh, but it's, it's real rudimentary. I use just as a spreadsheet, but um, I need to do cool. a character list because I want to make sure that I, I introduce, there's so many characters in this first season that don't mm -hmm. get much more than an introduction. Cause you can't, mm -hmm. you can't do that much, you know? And, and so I'm, I'm excited to to come back now. I'm writing two right now, and it's exciting to go back and and pick up with some of these characters and see what they're doing and and check in on them. You know, as oh. as crazy shits happening everywhere, how's it affecting them? You know, and because they they do it. This it starts right off with a bang. There's no doubt about it. From here on out, we're rolling. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't slow down. If anything, yeah. if anything, this was probably the slower kind of setup episode, I would say. It was more of a lay in the groundwork for everything. And you left it on that with that little dangling at the end, the operation last stand and we're out. So we don't even really know what that is at this point. No, I I felt like it was necessary to after the um after the first episode with the insurrection and everything or with the. <laughs> Why can't I talk right now with you're doing fine, Trump, honey, with everything like that? I felt like the first episode was really crazy. And so I felt like we needed this episode to like chill out for a sec. Right. First episode was out of control. Crazy Get our big events, and now everything's getting brought back together yeah. and laying the groundwork. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go from there. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens with last stand, but. It's kind of really... like, like the ocean, like there was a big crashing wave in the beginning and now like the tide's going back out and it's going to build up and be like, then it's going to be like, boom, 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 like crash, you know, crashing waves after that. That's the calm of, before know. the storm. Yep. And really yeah. nothing about Beth in this one at all, right? No. No, not really. Right. No. no. Look Beth, I don't like the way you can move from one part to another part and focus. Don't on worry that, though, Beth's coming back fast at Vera. She's coming back hard until they track <laughs> her down and kill her in forty-eight hours. Let's hope not. Right, I know. Let's hope that Beth uh, is a little more resourceful than I than find some. that hard to believe when you describe her because she's just your average girl working at a bar, smoking weed, and <laughs> taking the back way home. She's a <laughs> She seems like a country bumpkin redneck Southern girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but revisiting her favorite makeout site. Sometimes those girls yeah. have a lot more to them than you realize. There's a lot of exploring that that girl's been doing, but yeah, I hate it. That part so much. Oh my gosh. I love that part. You talking uh, about her on the rock and the flashback. Uh, that was so tastefully done by the way. It okay, could have been much more was graphic. Great. I had to listen to my dad talk about that. That's you what, what you don't get. It was tastefull. It was tasteful. It, it was, it was but you're right, well Lauren. Done. From your perspective, is it not a little strange when you hear your dad's voice doing these I things like reading it? it? <laughs> oh, it was awful. I hated everything. Do you almost it. have to pretend like it's not your dad's voice when you're listening to this episode? I or do just, you just basically tuned that part out. It'd be tough. It was so was fast I, like, forwarding. <laughs> I was like alone in my room, like ew, 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 out loud. Like I'm far enough removed. I meant to mention it last week. I was like, I really like I liked that scene. It was evident what you were describing, but it was so tastefully worded. I, I thought it was it was well crafted. It took it down to something that I know we're going backwards, which is wrong. That's okay. Nothing wrong with but that. But it took it down to a base level that 
a red-blooded American teenager, everybody can think back to an incident where they, they were, you know, dating this person or falling in love or thought they were, they were in lust really. And you <laughs> did your Will. thing. And next thing you know, that person, Pastor Will. Of, yeah. that, that person <laughs> faded out of your life and it wasn't everything you thought it was going to be, but you still, those experiences are burned into your memory. They are. And, and it's teen love. It's, it can be love. Yeah. It's just teen love and it's different. Right. Yeah. It fades as quickly as it comes on, burns hot yeah. and there she goes. But there's yep. value even, even to the experience without, you know, whether it lasts or not. I think that the, the, in, in a lot of experiences like that, there's value that we find. And sometimes, like Beth's Rock, there's things that stick with you mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have found had had you not, you know, been dating that guy or that girl or whatever. And yet Which they, is why I think you like to describe people based on their experiences. You like to let us figure out who they are and tell us what they went through, and then it goes from there. I like to let the characters tell the story, man. I don't know. It, it, it may be different than some people, but that's that's it's how I enjoy reading stories. Dad, so, is the flat rock a metaphor for our, her experience? I don't know. It's like, I never thought about it. Because <laughs> it, it, it shaped her, but it also saved her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Will. Yeah. Holy it moly. Did. Will no the big philosopher. Deal. Pastor Will the philosopher. It did what? It saved her. She would have died if it wasn't it for that rock. It saved her, but also what? She died. It shaped her into who she was, mm-hmm. and it brought her to that point of experiencing that trauma, but it also Lauren, saved her from the as trauma. As a woman, it shaped her as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lauren, I've got a sneaky suspicion. Like, you know exactly what we're talking about, about these experiences and lives and the burning hot because you write songs about it. Yeah. And you harness that. And I think it's your favorite thing is to write about the passion of an experience, of whether it's heartbreak or it's joy or it's feelings. So is there any chance you're going to get as invested in this insurrection and maybe we get a song out of it or something like that? <laughs> it's not no. your style, is it? <laughs> I was really, I really hoping you would really doubt that. I was really hoping you would like write a song we could use in the episode or you know. I've got I happen. mean no. We'll see what happens. Lauren takes the songs as they come to you, right? I just I, yeah, they just happen. I don't try. Maybe this will influence you. Hmm? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> just say no and tell me to shut up. It's fine. <laughs> no, I thought I I love I yeah, I love Beth. I think she's a great character and Eli, who's just introduced, but you already get the sense this dude is um he's gonna be a main player. He's mm-hmm. he's gonna be a beast and he's gonna make things happen. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there was that yeah. little that little line thrown in at the end about how he would eventually lose his soul to the struggle. Mm-hmm. Oh, although the years like, down the road. That yeah. worries me. It worries me. And I I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what that means. That real bothers Carrie when I say that. <laughs> Yes, don't tell them you don't know yet. That happens know. to me sometimes when I'm writing yeah. songs and I just say something, I have no idea what it means. Well, I think Figure it's coming, it out, it's though. coming from somewhere. It's not, it's not, you know, pulling out of thin air. It's coming from your own experiences and how you're creating something in your mind, creating right. a, a storyline or a lyric, Groundwork whatever is the case. Laid, and mm-hmm. you're gonna it's gonna eventually make it to where you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Is Todd, is his name Eli, Elijah Crane, mm-hmm. for any biblical reason? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I, well, I liked Eli, but also Elijah uh, in the Bible was one of the, one of the great, like major Old Testament prophets. Like he was the one who had the prophets of Baal come up on Mount Carmel mm-hmm. and they built two different altars and 
he said, okay, you guys do whatever. And they spend all day trying to get Bale to light their altar on fire. And then he, and he douses, mocked them too. Oh, he's <laughs> mocking them the whole time. He's dousing. He, he has them douse and dig a pit around. And, and so his altar's just sopping wet. And when he finally calls on God, God answers and it just, you know, it consumes everything. And then they kill all the prophets of Baal. But, but he is, he's a major, major disruptor as a prophet. Wouldn't you agree with that, Will? I do. But also right after that huge victory, then what he's down and out underneath. Oh yeah. He's gourd. an emotional guy too. So we'll see where it goes yeah. for Elijah Crane. I mean, sky's the limit on what you can do with his character. I think I, the re- I think there's always a danger, and this would be would be the concern in the way that it that it would be set up. But that's why it's like a last stand kind of thing. Is there's always a danger in giving one group or one person or one group, small group of people, that much power. Mm-hmm. It just it, there just is. But I feel like it's going to be multi. You talking about in your story? Yeah. I feel like it's going to be multifaceted, and you've already laid it out that way. You're introducing. You're like, here's someone. Here's a group. Here's another someone. Here's here's his group. I, I feel like you're doing a nice sprinkling of the concept that there are going to be a lot of people in different in different places rising up. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, you know what? It might. There's so many possible good characters. I mean, you could go away from a character and come back to him like episodes later, and you never, you know, you kind of will forget about the person. Then all of a sudden, they're back. So One of the things you'll, you'll see that I'm going to use the the intros. Will wishes I didn't have a three minute intro on the front of a. He wishes it was just an audio book. <laughs> but one of the things I'm going to use the intros as is is recap. Just just that for I like. So if if we're dealing with a character that we haven't seen in four or five episodes, I'm going to you know like they would for a television mm-hmm. series. They'd go back and just get yep. a couple things, just to not much, but just enough so that you kind of remember who you're dealing with. Rel- okay like with that. Relevant recap. Yeah, just something short Later. and something easy. And then I'll have the disclaimer always because I, I feel like I have to have the disclaimer. You have to have that disclaimer. And I almost <laughs> I almost feel like in the middle of the podcast, we should say, and now we're taking a break to remind you that this is a fictional piece of work. <laughs> fictional yeah, piece of until break. he puts on that tyranny thing at the end and then he ruins the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I can't. Pauses I... for a little smirk, a little humor. Yeah, he's yeah. never been one not to push the envelope. <laughs> Anybody that really knows him. So it's vintage Todd's world, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. it's yee. <laughs> well, I mean, of course nobody wants, you're not encouraging people to go out and kill people or anything else. That's, oh, right. Yeah, that's... but then you go, unless... Well, it's true. I mean, if somebody's in that's your house and they're trying to kill actually, you, then, so then that's, that's what it was why intended we have for. self-defense. Right. And that yeah. isn't that. And really, we talked about this in the last show. That's why we have the Second Amendment. We have the Second Amendment mm-hmm. not true. to point our guns at deer, to point our guns at politicians. Now, that really bothers them, but th- there's truth to that's what they. that's what the founders thought. You could disagree with true. that. But... Mm-hmm. but. Pointing it at a deer is super fun. Well, no, I get that. And tasty. <laughs> Man, they're delicious creatures. Tasty. Okay. I uh, think one of the things that could benefit our political class would be to regain a bit of a healthy fear of the people that they govern. Yes. Um, what did was this that was respect, this episode baby. where you I, had I said say, I'd, the I'd government had respect. <laughs> the government had long since stopped caring about what people their electorate thought you it was this episode right yeah mm-hmm. when, when they when they I, deal when with you it. said that i was like well that's no doubt about that 
they don't care one bit what the people that elect them care about. They, no, the experts got that. together. It's they mm-hmm. they forget they've forgotten that they actually do work for us. Their power comes from us. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to. I'm not sure it does anymore. I, I'm not sure it does either. It it oh. does. It does. We just have to remember it, and we need to make sure that everyone around us knows that 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 our, we just need to refresh memories. Have you guys yeah, ever but... seen a Bug's Life? <laughs> the, do you remember the uh, old... little cartoon? Yeah, the cartoon. I, I if I did, I don't remember it. Okay, there's a there's a moment when you know the the cockroaches are uh, making the ants work for them, gather them mm-hmm. food, and they're you know they're evil and ter- they're tyrannical, and the ants just bow down to them, bow down to them, do whatever they want. And there's a moment when one of them realizes, and he he dares to speak up and say, you know, we outnumber you a hundred to one, and and oh, and, that's cool. and and you know that, don't you? And you see the cockroaches all realize like crap. And all of a sudden the ants just, they all get angry. And it's like, I mean, not that we all need to get angry, but I think it's important yeah. to remember and to remind everyone they work for us. That's not a, that's not an arrogant statement. That's not a threatening statement. It's reality. It's a based fact. on our constitution. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that we ants the trouble is getting enough people together to be able to remind them of that and hold them accountable. Yeah. It's a tall, tall task at this point. And I, well, the other issue is elections. I mean, if, if they, if they're answerable to the people through elections, once they corrupt elections, right. Where do you go at that point? It used to be, yeah, it used to be, you expressed that with voting. And now I agree. That's very, it's very scary. Well, and I think, I think this book you've written is going to. Well, we talked about that in this episode. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I gave a, what I think is is a is a quasi reasonable take on what happened in the 2020 election. To Trump. even though it's fiction, it is fiction. Yeah, it's but fiction. and, and seem pretty accurate to me. And the left media, I'm sure they think it's all fiction. <laughs> Thank you. Like, That's what I'm interested. Like, it, if this ever. Not if when blows up when this yes. blows up. Mark nine twenty three. There are no ifs with God or Todd. <laughs> when if this would offend a lib or a leftist or whatever, mm-hmm. and they got like really wound up about it, that would just reiterate that there must be a little bit of truth to it, or that wouldn't bother them at all if it was all fiction. You know what I'm saying? If there wasn't some truth to it, they wouldn't care at all. It's just fiction. Yeah. But when it dances on the edge and you say things and I'm like, eh, that's very reasonable, That that's why they get upset. Do you mm-hmm. think it's possible Trump won the popular vote in 2020 if everything was fair and square? And, and Who are you asking that? Anyone. You? Possible? Do you think it's... I think it's think 100% it, the case. You think it happened? Yes. Yeah. Well, when you see him carrying in suitcases right, in Detroit, I mean... Yeah, it's something. Anyway, and I don't get into a lot of that. Uh, we're not going to have, I don't think, I don't foresee elections being a real important thing as this thing gets rolling. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think we're beyond that at this point. I think we're past elections and insurrection. Wait, in the story, it's going to be really a ride. <laughs> it, it would take a while to get back to a mm-hmm. point where there's an election, I would think. Because a, a true insurrection it's not going to be an old, it's going to be long drawn out and it's going to be brutal. Yeah. I would think, but. Well, it's certainly going to be different. It's not going to be like the civil war where you had different States mm-hmm. lining up and you know, it's not, not a land grab kind of thing. It's, it's right. 
but those were brutal in their own way. Oh, they just, were. It's a different, different time we live in. It's going to be in a different way, but it's going to be brutal. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely will be violent. And that's what right. one of the and people haven't seen it. I mean, they they saw the the thing with Trump and his plane getting blown up, but I would say it it really starts winding up and and there's a it gets it gets wild. I mean, it gets violent and it gets wild this first season. And yeah, and it's a, it's a wild ride. <laughs> makes you look in the mirror. That's what you said, Carrie. Oh, I thought yeah. that was such I... a good comment that you made last time because I think. As we go through this, we're going to go back to that a lot and be like, yeah, make sure to look in the mirror. I know. I mean, pe- people are afraid to, they're afraid to stand up when they feel like they're alone. I don't know. It, the, and the, the past few years have made people question how vocal should I be about my beliefs? Or you'll go to jail. To, yeah, like or the January 6th prisoners. Or you'll be, you know, or you'll be canceled. Silenced. If, you know, you're in the limelight. Yeah. Or... You know, so young women kinda, disappear all the time. I mean, if it's bad enough, you know, we've yeah. kind of careened off on the political here, which oh, we did. I think it we fits in fine. I, I whatever, back. but no, I just there's been a decent amount of listeners. Have we talked about how like they can make comments or send us questions to talk about or subjects? If they have questions about an episode, is there some way for yeah. them to throw it on? If so they, we can read them and say, okay, they they want to know about this, and we can hash it out. People can them. people can get a hold of us at Instagram and Facebook, and it's Todd's World two zero two three. So Todd's World twenty twenty three, and either one. So either Facebook or Instagram, wherever they want, they can message that that message will come right to me, and I'll shoot it to you guys and the the group thread, and we will hash it out on the next the next show. And it can be Definitely. something very simple, like I've enjoyed it or I haven't, or a question or anything. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Anything yeah. they, they want a little bit more clarification on or, you know, whatever. That's what would really excite me is hearing feedback from people that have heard it and interacting and saying, you know, well, I never thought about that. Or here's what we think about that. And yeah, it'd be interesting. I had some people after the first episode uh, that were like, listen, I, I just, I got to hear more before I make a decision on this thing. <laughs> That's the first episode kind of messed with them a little bit. It was pretty uh, intense. And I don't think this, I think the second episode and then the, the third episode as it gets rolling, will people will understand. And this, it, it'll all kind of come together, make sense. And, and, and why it works. I think why we, you know, you had to take Trump out and, and it's sad, but it's life. Uh-huh. He was, he was, he's too much hope, too much hope in Trump. Or at least there's too much hope for an insurrection. And maybe we can thank God for that. Right. Like, and you kind of explained that in this episode, how there was too much hope in him. Like when he was gone, like uh, the grassroots groups and the, the ladies that were getting together, they were they, they were devastated. They were like, yeah. we've been working for this. And now what? So you kind of explained that whole thing. How well, just and I left said, hand. everybody, I think they all suspect that this was foul play. I mean, we know because we're, we're the reader and we're and we're listening to the episode or whatever. But even the even the characters in the story, as soon as they know Trump's plane explodes and everybody's gone, everybody who I think is a Trump fan is like, "Wait a minute, Trump's just our planes don't just explode." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it didn't take long. But I liked how you talked about when people woke up and the stories. And my relative knows somebody, and this happened. The little. How the, the rumors, rumors get going rumors. online that with social media, oh, they get going crazy and wild. So I kind of like that little aside. It wasn't long, 
but it's realistic. You it's get so things thrown out there online gone, and people right? make things up. And do you remember when COVID was going on? That's what happened. Exactly. At people the front putting end. all these things out and they're pushing mass bodies in mass graves and all sorts of things. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Well, at the very front end, we're talking in the first couple of weeks, you know, like I remember with going back and forth with Will and back and forth when, with Brandon and talking to Carrie, you know, you know what I mean? I'm talking to all these people and everybody's trying to figure it out. They're good. When it first started happening, I was like, oh my gosh, what do we got going here? It took a little while to figure out. Eh, oh, yeah, it's just a big it's a lie. Real thing, but it's not it's a what cold. they're saying it is. Oh my God. Well, there's a real but, virus. There's no way around it, but. Right. Well, you're right though. That's exactly how it would have gone. That's mm-hmm. not exactly how it go. People be like, I like that. As so I was listening all, to that, I thought they all survive. You know, miraculously, they all survive. They're just they're hiding or out. They're, this happened, or Don Junior is still okay. I mean, just right. those types of things. It gave it yeah. a little more uh, depth and. I would I would think a fairly big chunk of the population might not believe that all the Trumps are actually gone and dead. Like, I mean. I would just assume you've got, you know, the QAnon and everything's going on now that, that there, there would be a contingent that would be like, uh, waiting for him to come back. Are we positive that he is dead? I mean, did he not like get off the plane before it took off and he's going to come back sometime? I mean, I, mean we don't, be, I don't know. There's some possible ways that something like that could go down. I suppose. I actually went through that thought process in my mind after I listened to it and I'm like, maybe he wasn't really on there. Maybe he took another plane or they didn't see him or something, but that might've been wishful thinking. I don't know. But my point is that it was for me too. I thought Todd's messing with us. Yeah. (laughs) My point is that wishful thinking would be widespread. If something like that actually happened, Mm -hmm. I think, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. People are, they just don't want to, uh, there's so little trust in the media and anything that we're told anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything you hear now, it's wise to just pause Wait a little bit. Sorry, that's redundant. But just pause. See what, you know, see what happens. Give it yeah. some time. See what, when all the facts finally trickle out before you really, you know, go nuts on, in one direction or another. Because you don't know. No one's, no one's telling the full story in, on the first day. We're three years after COVID, and I'm not sure they're still telling the <laughs> whole story. It's trickling out. <laughs> I don't think that the, I don't think our government, and you know, the sad thing is that that our media, by and large, has become an arm of the government, and that's a problem. Our our system really is not set up for that. It's not our, that you you had some pillars, and one of those pillars is a free press, and that was mm-hmm. part of what keeps the government of the people, by the people, and for the people in check. And we don't have that. Mm-mm. No, we we are. Give some. I mean, it's an exaggeration, but something very nineteen eighty four ish right now. Yeah. Animal mm-hmm. Farm, even. Mm-hmm. What do you think about 1984, Lauren? Did you read 1984, Lauren? Uh, no. You haven't George read Orwell. It? I don't think she has. Have you I ever have read no Animal idea. Farm? Or no? If my teacher is listening, then yes, I did write a report <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, no, it's awesome. like a hundred pages, like ninety pages or something. Yeah, <laughs> easy to skip. 90 uh, 1984 is longer but well worth it mm-hmm. i have an extra copy i could send you if you want to write me a report based on the experience. <laughs> i've never read it just to be honest never well, read. well it. it's so good i have never read 1984 i've read animal farm i've never read either that's probably required reading donna hillsdale right 
Um, hmm. I'm not sure. Not shout not out to the Hillsdale girls thing that you <laughs> had this weekend. Oh, my girls. I don't know if you guys have a name for yourself. No, nope, we're just uh oh well, this uh lately since my uh health challenge, they've been um calling themselves my wolf pack. I have my wolf pack hat on today. Oh cool. But yeah, they're uh no, we're just we're just friends. Were you sorority sisters or something? Yeah. Or okay, yes. so it's all the same sorority. Correct. At okay. Hillsdale. Yes. Wow. All but two of us were in the same pledge class, and two of two of this group were already in when we joined. So cool. It's nice that yeah. you stay in touch like that. Yeah, they're really they're neat. And but that was this past weekend. It was okay. It was. So you're coming think... off that all the drinking. Yes, sir. <laughs> Lots of lemonade, <laughs> um, ice water, and Di- some yeah, Diet Pepsi, <laughs> Verners. <laughs> Especially in the morning. Burners. But not a single old fashioned. No. That's a shame. No, we go for qua- quantity more than, more than, than quality. quality. <laughs> no box wine for you. Or you are in the box wine. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh That's good goodness. though. It's cool that you keep up with them this far out. I mean, you're you've been mm-hmm. graduated for a long a time. So to to keep that same group of friends together, that's really cool. It's something neat. they got a shout out on insurrection. I will tell them. The few that are still conservatives from Hillsdale. <laughs> there might be a few. There might be a few in that group. But, uh, but yeah, no, they, so, they wish everyone well, even if they like aren't. What year would you have met them? I probably met them in uh, 90. <laughs> we got to beat Todd. Oh, yes. You guys have known each other longer. Probably 88, 87, 88, right? Nice. Probably somewhere That's around cool. there. Todd might have been 13. I was yeah. 13, I think. Don't you guys yeah. feel like brothers? Do you, do you no. feel that way? Well, oh, you don't. No, not a bit. I don't want to be related to that mongrel. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Lies. You're all lying. It's funny because neither one of us it's have It's his birthday. Brothers. You should say nice things. Like Neither will or I have any brothers. So I did have a brother, but he died real young. Is And I don't remember him. So I don't remember what it was like having a brother. And I also had a brother. And he died before I was born. Is that true? Really? Yeah. Oh, well, he would have been a year older than my sister. So three years older than me. Okay. So see, yep. you guys needed to meet. and uh... Kenneth James. Kenneth James. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I, I, I was excited about this show. I'm glad. I, I think it went great. You think we've hit everything we need to, to hit for this episode? I think we'd beat a dead horse pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren's very invested in this. I am drawing a picture of I knew you were I doing something like on the monitor. <laughs> I couldn't tell what you were doing. That actually is pretty good. Yeah, it's I not knew bad. you were doing something. If you had I thought she was taking notes on our brilliant insights. No, Are your messages in the upper right of your screen, Lauren. Am I blah 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 blah? Can you see messages in the upper right of your screen? Uh <laughs> the upper right. Well, the messages, the chat. You can't see the chat? Hold on. I'm not on like the full screen. Oh, well, you got to get out of full screen. I got to get out of full screen? Oh, you got to be. Yeah. So. I can oh see goodness. the chat. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah. Let's... Wake up, Lauren. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried you'd nod it off there for a minute. <laughs> no, I'm tired. Well, yeah, thanks, guys. I want to tell you that episode three coming up is dropping Monday. And Ooh. it's, it's, I love it. It's a great, well, I love all of them, but I now, that we're starting to get into the story. I just, I love the next episode. It's a great episode. 
So come back. Oh, join us. I love this episode too. I love episode three. Episode oh, three about, is great. What time of the day do you, does it drop usually? 6 a.m. on Mondays. Oh, I won't be up then. I Well, I just try to drop before everybody goes to work and then they can get it whenever they want it. So right on. Nice. I, and I do the same thing with podcasts too. Podcasts usually drop 6 a.m. on Wednesdays. So and real quick great. before we cut it loose, have you heard any feedback from people? Yeah, everybody likes it Just so far that, I, that I've heard from. Yeah, okay. I mean, it takes a little while to get things going. Obviously, it's a brand new podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new show. Yeah. And even the idea is is kind of new that, that I know of. There's nothing really like it out there. So I think people are kind of still wrapping their heads around exactly what we're doing. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It'll get some traction. I but I think, so. I, I yeah, I think people, I think as the story gets rolling, they'll, they'll find themselves real invested and pulled into the story. And that right they did, and then that's what you want. You want the story to be front and center, yep. and I think it was with less political rants this time around. So I, I enjoyed this podcast immensely. Yeah. Thanks for joining me, guys. All right, we're gonna Thanks we're gonna sign us. off for everybody, and uh, we will catch you next week, next Wednesday for episode three podcast. Ooh, exciting! All right, see it. you guys.